Welcome back to the Michael Munoz podcast, everybody. Those of you that listened to the last podcast, thank you. Those of you that haven't, that's okay. Still, thank you for being here. And today we're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. Last time we did verse 1 through 11, it was a big breakdown. Today is going to be, I'd say, a little quicker, but just as important. Now, I'm going to start. I'm going to start here at verse 12. Sexual immorality. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Now, when you read this, it's in quotations. Everything is permissible for me is in quotations, which means permissible means every permitted means permitted. Essentially, that's what it means. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Now, that's Paul talking. And if you read it, basically the breakdown of what it means is Paul was telling that probably. It's, it seems like he was telling that when he was talking to the, Christ, the Corinthian Christians about the liberty we have in Christ. And then there's this verse from this commentary that I read, Colossians 2, 16-17. When it comes to what we eat or drink, on what or on what day we worship the Lord, all things are lawful for me. I am at liberty, and I should not let anyone put me under bondage as legalists are prone to do. Okay, so obviously this, chap- this, this um, passage is about sexual immorality, which means, in, in, in tail... We know that they took this the wrong way. They took this ver- they took this um, everything is permissible for me the wrong way. And that's why Paul has to tell them, but not everything is beneficial. And that's why he also has to say after the second time he says it, but I will not be mastered by anything. Right? And they the thing is, when he says, but not all things are beneficial, he's he's saying that, and it's because the Church of Corinth used their their freedom in Christ or their liberty that Paul says, everything is permissible for me, which he also mentions in what I just read in Colossians 2, 16-17. They took it as a license to sin instead of being free from sin. That's what they used it as. That's what they thought the liberty meant, which is completely, obviously, is completely not what Jesus intended, Right? When he said he would free us from these things, and so, so reading that, it's very, it's very interesting. I, I love reading that because um, we see that a lot today. Um, you know, and we see in verse fifteen what they thought the freedom was to do, and it says, "Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ Himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with the prostitute? Never." Wow, that that see he's he's saying why why are you doing this? It's 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 not beneficial to your walk with Christ, and it, and it almost seems like when you read it, they just don't they're just immature. Like I talked about in last episode, they're just immature. They don't really know that all this stuff truly affects their walk with Christ, which is pretty obvious in 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 reading the scriptures. And then the next part. Paul says, but I will not be mastered by anything. Now, hold on a second. Um, he, basically, he's, you know, 
the the two a man and a woman once they're joined in marriage they're one flesh we see that in genesis but paul is saying here i'm not going to be i'm not going to be mastered by any of this stuff what the church of corinth was doing was they were letting themselves be mastered by sexual immorality and be mastered and brought together without in the without the confines of marriage right and having sexual immorality and doing doing sexual things that were not according to how god made sex right which i found i found very interesting and very very telling of where they were at right and so yeah that, that that's the first verse and that's it's, it's pretty simple it's a pretty simple verse but i just want to go into depth about it um oh that that's my bad guys one more point about this so remember how I said that they took the everything is permissible more as a license to sin, right? We see that in the scriptures right here when we read. They took that freedom as as a, in that liberty as a they took it the wrong way. They didn't understand what it truly was. And you can compare that a lot nowadays to other other forms of I'd say modern Christianity, right? The social justice gospel the progressive gospel teachers, the health wealth gospels, you know, um, God's going to make me rich gospel, stuff like that. Um, they're using, they're using this freedom in Christ and using Christ's name to promote other things. So I, I just kind of see that parallel between both of them. And obviously the church of Corinth, it, it didn't, it, you know, it, it had, it, <laughs> Who am I kidding? There, there was a there was a direct parallel, but that's why Paul wrote to him. He cared about him. God put it on his heart. He had to write to him, and the Holy Spirit led him to do that. And we can help those people too, that are that are stuck in in those certain things, like the social justice gospel, the progressive gospel teachers, and the people being misled by them. We can help them, but we need to know how. And like I said, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it really is, it really shows how we can help. And um, Paul gives us things to say to them and things to help them out and not judge them, but say the truth in love. Right? All right, let's move on. <laughs> Verse 13 Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. If I'd be completely honest with you guys, I didn't understand this at first, right? Uh, to be honest with you, I really didn't. I was trying to read it, and I, I was praying about it, but but then I, I, I started to understand it a little bit, right? And the Church of Corinth, the Corinthian Christians... I think they tried to make the correlation between food and sex. And Paul's just completely just dismantling it right in front of them with, with this. Um, because they, they thought, my body wants food, I'll eat. My body wants sex, so I'll hire a prostitute. What's the problem? Right? So, that, but, but obviously, this is what Paul is saying. There's no correlation between the two. Being hungry and... And 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 wanting sex and hiring a prostitute is totally different, right? It's totally different. I'm sorry if I just blew into the mic. <laughs> so 
yeah, it, they're two totally different things, but you can tell that they're trying to tell they're trying to use the correlation to um, excuse for their sexual immorality. It seems like. But remember, they said again, the body that Paul says the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Now, I, I wanted to make, make put this point out there that Bayside gave. And they said this, and I, I really, it was it was awesome. I love this. They said, establish ownership. You don't own sex. Sex, they said, doesn't own you. I said, sex don't own you, but God owns both. I, that was amazing, right? And um, I, 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 I love that, right? It was, it was, it was really amazing hearing that. And, um. And, and, and also, because of our lustful sexual appetites, this is from a commentary. I wanted to read this part. It may seem that God did make our bodies for sexual immorality, but God did not make our bodies that way. Sinful Adam did. And you can actually go back. Hold on. You can read about that, and and it and, and God's word explains all that. And, and, and you can go back. It's in chapter 5, Romans chapter 5 death through Adam, life through Christ. And then it says in chapter 6, the next passage, dead to sin, alive in Christ. So our sinful and lustful sexual appetites that they had and that we have, well, that we have, um, that we have as humans, right? That was not, that was not because of God. God did not make our bodies that way for sexual immorality. Remember, sinful Adam did. That's a good point. And like I said, I want I want scripture is going to back up everything is scripture based, and you can go back in Romans chapter five, death through Adam, life through Christ, great chapter. But you also need to read it with dead to sin, alive in Christ in chapter six. Dead to sin, alive in Christ. You need to read them. They're back to back. They go right along with each other. Make sure you read them because that that explains that that explains that and why we have those immoral desires right and those lustful sexual appetites right okay so and then what does the rest of it say god will destroy both it and them god will destroy both it and them our stomachs are going to be destroyed one day right and we are affected all the time right by hunger um Excuse me. But our bodies, right? Our bodies, the sexual conduct within, right? We will be raised up to the Lord at the resurrection. And remember in this verse, it says, The body is not meant for sexual immorality before the Lord and the Lord for the body. But his power, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead. And he will raise us also. Remember, so this verse, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of what I read yesterday or the other day when I when I wrote this when when uh, Paul talks about that we will that um, that we will judge the world the saints will judge the world and will judge angels it reminds me of the same thing like uh, what we do with our bodies um, in other ways it's not it's not the same way when we do it with set with with sex Food does not affect the body the same way sex does. There's no correlation. 
right? There's no correlation. In, in God's word, it, 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 it affirms that, right? God's word affirms what I just said. I Seriously, right? And so now we'll go to verse 15 through 17. Uh, you just get through with me with this, guys. I, I'm... I'm it's, it's it's a really good it's a really good book a really good chapter verse 15 through 17 do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself shall i then take members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute never do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body for it is said the two will become one flesh but he who unites himself with the lord is one with him in spirit so, I mean, that's, remember, Paul starts off with, do you not, he starts off in verse 15, do you not know? And then in verse 16, do you not know? <laughs> it was, it, it was obvious that they didn't know. I mean, I'm not laughing because it's funny, but at the same time, it's, Paul uses this, this message, like, do you not know? And it gives us, the reader, um, it gives us the impression they didn't know clearly they didn't know that and they didn't know like i mentioned earlier that the prostitution and the sex outside of the confines of marriage and sexual immorality and lustful desires they didn't know it affected their relationship with christ and i i mean how often does that happen i mean seriously i I, i'll be honest with you that happened when i first became a christian there was i was i didn't know that i didn't know that Having sex outside of marriage was wrong when I first became a Christian. I seriously didn't know that. But I was immature. I was immature. I was a baby Christian. I was immature. I didn't know. But guess what? God revealed that to me and boom, right? And that's what the Church of Corinth needed. They they needed this, right? And, and that's obviously why Paul wrote to them and why God put it on his heart to write to them. And it's all connected. It's all connected, right? So then there's this. Your bodies are the members of are, are members of Christ. Now I was thinking about this earlier, and it, I mentioned it earlier. When when those pastors commit sexual immorality and adultery, adultering, and they cheat on their wives or whatever the case may be, it does disgrace the whole body of Christ. Don't forget that now, because it puts the whole Christian community. In the body of Christ in a bad light. And it links us all to that immorality. That's what people see. And that's why we need, that's why, and I, I you know, I know I, this is a Bayside-centered message. I'm giving a lot of my own points that I found and some other commentaries I, I really enjoy reading. But Bayside said it's simple. They, they, they made it so simple. Set a good example. And this goes back to verse 6 in, in, in uh, verse six in this chapter. But instead, one brother goes to law against another brother. And this is in front of unbelievers. Set a good example. If we don't set an example, that's how people see the body of Christ. Especially, they can see me. They may see me. They may see you. But when they, but when they see someone that's a famous and they call themselves a Christian. I'm not saying they're not Christian, but they, they profess to be a follower of Christ. That's who they see all the time now. That Oh, that's what Christians look like, which is a lazy... Let me, let me preference it by this. That's a lazy examination 
That's a very lazy examination, right? That's lazy. That's lazy to do because if you're looking at one person and the whole thing, that's lazy. But that is how our world works. They look at one person and they link all the rest of those people to that one thing. So we need to set a good example. All of us do, even if we're not famous. I'm not famous. You're not famous. Whoever's listening to this, right? You're not famous, but you can set a good example. And that, yes, it sucks. Sometimes people think we're all connected and we're all like that, and we all cheat on our girlfriends and wives. And I don't have a girlfriend, but you know, hopefully, I have a wife one day. <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying in, in retrospect. That's seriously. That's that's how it is, right? And so, um, and that leads to the next point: He who is joined to a harlot is one body with her, or a prostitute is one flesh. That goes back to um, um, Adam and Eve, one flesh, right? A husband and wife become one flesh, and that's that's a blessing. That's under God's blessing. But sex outside. Of, of, of the way God made it, sex outside of marriage, in any other way of sex besides a man and a woman, right? A man and a woman inside the confines of marriage, anything outside of that, you're still become one flesh with that person. Don't get it twisted. You're not free. You're still becoming one flesh with that, with that person, but it ain't under God's blessing. God ain't blessing that. That is under God's curse. Believe that or not, that's the truth of God's word. That's the truth. You can fight, fight anyone on it. Read the word for yourself. Go read it right now. You can drop off this podcast right now. Go read the word for yourself. Right. Then there's verse 17. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. This commentary puts it the best. I, I, I'm not reading all this from the commentary necessarily. I'm taking notes from it because it's very, it's very good. It's very good, and it's helping me understand this a little better. Most people, when they're following these lustful passions, right? Let's be honest. Most people, they are searching for love. I'm not saying they're searching for other anything else. They're searching for love. They're searching to be accepted. That's that's what the whole community. The LGBTQ community, they want to be accepted, but they also want to venture. And I'm not talking just about the LGBTQ. I'm talking about everybody. Everybody that has lustful passions, which everybody does. They want desire for love, acceptance. They want to be brought in, right? But they want adventure also. The problem is, it's not that stuff it's not going to be satisfied in uh, uh, f- um, in becoming one flesh with with anything except what the Lord wants. Instead, if it's within the confines of what God says is right and between a man and a woman, you can find that love and acceptance and adventure within the confines of marriage between a man and a woman that are following the Lord. It's way better within the confines of marriage, man and a woman that are following the Lord. There's there's way the love is different, the acceptance is different, the adventure is different. Because when you marry somebody and you are staying pure and staying away from having sex outside of marriage, 
and you wait till you get married and and I and I can I can say this now it's far far better to do it the love that you receive from your partner is different there's no hatred there's no I want more you 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 there's acceptance and love saying okay well this wasn't great but it can get better we can improve on this we are together now we don't have to we're not outside the confines of marriage we have time to make this work and you guys know i'm obviously referring to sex because some you don't have sex before marriage and the first time you do it is within marriage with your partner so guess what if your partner doesn't have experience from past relationships which um, it's it's I'm not saying have sex outside of marriage. I'm saying some people don't have any experience and are pure their whole lives until they get married. And sometimes it takes time, but the love and acceptance that you get within the confines of marriage between a man and a woman, that acceptance and love is different because the love that you get outside of it, I and I, I'm not afraid to say this. I can tell you firsthand, the love outside of it, and I'm, I haven't had it inside of marriage, the love outside of marriage is terrible. It's terrible. There's no acceptance. If the girl doesn't like you or thinks you're weird or or, or says something or or vice versa, I mean, oh man, I don't know. You know, you're, you know what I mean? Like it's like, well, that's not very loving. That's not very accepting. But when you're inside the confines of marriage with a partner that you truly love and you don't just love them because of because of lustful passions and you don't just get with them outside of marriage because of lustful passions. Oh man, I, I I can only dream about it. I can only I, I I can only dream about how much better that will be one day. If that's God's plan for my life, that would that that day will be amazing, because I will get to know a different love and a different acceptance and adventure with someone that I truly love for who they are, and loving them because they also follow Christ, and they want to grow with me, right? So. Yeah, you know, being one spirit with the, like, having, you know, satisfied in a one spirit relationship with the Lord is, it's, it's amazing, right? You know, being in line with what God wanted, it truly is amazing. And now here we go, verse 18. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside of his outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Um. Well, he, it's simple as this. This Paul puts it as simple as this: to to be sexually pure, to be away from sexual immorality. Paul says it so simply. There doesn't need to be a 50-minute breakdown on this. It's just flee. Flee from sexual immorality. Flee from it. Flee from it. Remember Joseph. He he fled from sexual, sexual immorality. Flee from it, even if it costs you something. Even if it costs you a relationship. If it costs you money. If it Anything it costs you, leave it. It's so simple. Paul puts it so simply. There's no other. You don't need anything else. Just leave it. Leave it alone. Walk away. Run away from it. Don't try to be, I'm macho man. I can fight this. I'm God's warrior. Paul doesn't say that. He says flee from it. It doesn't mean we're not. It doesn't mean we're, you know, I'm not 
part of God's family, but I'm, what I'm trying to get at is flee from it. That's what Paul's saying. Flee from it. Run away from it. You don't need to sit there and be tough because you, you're going to give in. It's as simple as that. I'm sorry. And Paul says, flee sexual immorality. That's all sexual immorality. That's all of it. That's all of it. For those of you out there, I used to watch porn. It's it's also that. That is sexual immorality. Porn, pornographic videos, movies, magazines, books, internet sites. Leave it all. Leave it all. Okay? It's as simple as that. I don't, I don't even need... I, I And then there's, you know, there's all of their sins a man commits are outside his body. That, that's the other thing I was going to say. Sexually, sexual sin, it's it's different. It's just different. Um, and, and, and Paul doesn't say it's worse, but the, the consequences could definitely be worse. It has, uh, it has, it, and, and Bayside wrote this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this real quick. Sex impacts our physical state, emotional state, and spiritual state. Wow. I love that. And that's what verse, and, and, and verse uh, 18 also says in this one of Bayside's points, I want to read off and make sure I give them credit. Um, um, Pastor Kurt, he said, enforce boundaries. Put them up. Put the boundaries up. They are safe. Boundaries are safe. Boundaries are a good thing. Boundaries may seem like a bad word. Like, oh, boundaries. No, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. And lying, lying is just as bad as being sexually immoral, being greedy. And we see that. We see that when with in verse nine in chapter six. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? He named them all a bunch of different sins. But, but, sexual immorality affects a lot more than you'd think. It affects different. It affects differently. And plus, you can get HIV. You can get AIDS. You can get. You can get a bunch of diseases. That now. That now. I, I laugh a little bit at that, but it's true, and it's very scary. Th- those things can really have a big effect on life overall, not just your body, but your whole life, right? Remember, this is what Bayside said, and, and it is tr- it's true. Physical state, emotional state, and spiritual state. Remember all those. Remember all those, okay? All right, so I got I got two more verses to read, and I'm done. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Boom. Laid it down right there. Laid it down. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. That a temp is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. Whom you receive from God. You're not your own. You bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. This is not ours. We do not own this. This is God's. God owns sex. God owns. We we are we are God's. We belong to God. We belong to God. I know some of you just heard, oh, you just said we are gods. I'm saying we are gods. Like we belong to God. Thank you. Make sure you don't cut it off right there and just listen to parts you want to listen to. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
You guys know what I'm saying. The Lord knows my heart. You know what I said. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Get off track sometimes. Um, remember to embrace obedience. Another point from Bayside. Embrace obedience. Embrace obedience. Embrace obedience. Stay close to God. Stay close to God. One second. There's this verse I want to get. It's from David. David talked about it. Hold on. And also remember that God, remember, it says, you are not your own. You were bought at a price. We were bought with a price, guys. Let's honor God with our bodies. Honor God with in everything we do. And in context of this, honor God with our bodies. Right? Do things with our body that God wants us to do. Own up to it. And if there's past mistakes and things that sexual immorality has affected your life, go to counseling. Get help. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord first and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And, and I I'm, I have effects. These ha- this has affected me. But after you listen to this podcast, just remember, there is hope. There is hope in Christ. We were bought with the price. Honor him with your body. If you haven't been honoring him with your body, you still can. There's still time. You can honor him with your whole life. Honor him. I'm going to keep saying it. Honor him. Right? I love you guys. And this message was awesome. I I love this chapter. I'm going to keep doing messages like this. Not not necessarily about sexual immorality, but messages about the word like this. I I loved this. It, it, It was really great. God really put something on my heart. And I pray... I do pray that this touches your heart. And maybe if there's something you're dealing with, remember this. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. God bless. I'll see you guys later.